Look at how beautiful Guinness is. Look at that. That is a beautiful pour. I have not had a Guinness in a minute. You're making mm. me. Okay. You got to fix that, my guy. Okay, so settle down. I, it's been probably... Hey, it's been. Oh, it's... <laughs> it's been at least a couple years since I've had a Guinness, period. What? Because I, well, I'm, so I like wheat beers. Wheat beers are my go-to. So I'm not usually a dark beer kind of guy. And I know Guinness mm. isn't a dark beer. It's a whole... Like different it's its whole, sort of class- it's its own I, classification I know, it's, thing. It's a different classification. I didn't really enjoy it I, the last time that I had had a Guinness, but my tastes have since changed a little bit, I've noticed. I've, I've, I, 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 it's been a while, and I think I need to try it again. I Yeah, when I like first had a Guinness, I, I wasn't a huge fan, but now that I'm old and rickety... Oh, <laughs> Ooh, okay so i'm i see i like i haven't had one in a minute so i don't know maybe i won't like it as much but from the i was a fan from the start first uh-huh. guinness i had i said oh that's good oh. you don't know something we've definitely had this, this this exact same discussion very recently to be fair we are <laughs> gentlemen we are the fellows we are dudes yeah. we have like seven conversations we cycle through <laughs> yeah we just circled back to this so, oh yeah so oh, yeah that, so, that beer is pretty so, good huh? so <laughs> So, so I was having I I love my mother very much and Good. so I uh, <laughs> like we'll just like stay up late and talk about stuff. But she watched the Barbie movie and Hell she yeah. loved it. Hell yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it was awesome. Uh, and like she didn't get the Ken stuff. <laughs> like she didn't understand it. And I'm like I'm to- I'm with Ken. Like I get Ken. I understand him. <laughs> And I was like, that. there's a particular scene. This isn't going to turn into the Barbie podcast. You can cut this part if you want. But there's like a scene, a very, very perfect scene where <laughs> like they're trying cut. to uh, distract all the Kens. And so one of the Barbies <laughs> who's been like awakened from her, she's been, you know, de-brainwashed. And so she goes to one of the Kens and she's like, oh, are you watching The Godfather? I've never seen that. Can you start it over and explain the whole thing to me? Uh, and my mom was like, would... Is that like really a thing that you would hear? And I'm like, absolutely, yes, one hundred percent. And I, I said, because you, you talked about, you know, there are like seven conversations that men have, and I think all of them are just like sitting around in a circle explaining stuff to each other, or just listing off stuff to each. Because this is a thing that I, yeah. I think about. that's how men have conversations. It's just listing we just off sit things, explaining like things. Oh, yeah. Quentin Tarantino. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. <laughs> Roland Emmerich, mm, mm, oh, he has some good ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Martin Scorsese, ooh, Martin Scorsese. Martin Scorsese. Like, you don't even have to explain them. You can just say things. No, we either are instructing each other on something <laughs> or just making a list. Those are the two general types of conversations. I'm not even exaggerating. If, like, a woman, any woman, just sat next to me on a couch and just said, oh, hey, can you, like, explain The Godfather to me? I wouldn't even, like, remember the next 10 minute of conversation because I would just, like, black out from the euphoria. <laughs> Like I would hey, just like like go in a fugue state. I would tell Sarah, "Hey, pay attention to that part," but she doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> One of the funniest parts of watching that movie because we saw it together <laughs> when they're talking about all of the things that <laughs> men mansplain. They mm. mentioned cars, and Zach leans over and does like the hard dramatic look right at me, and I started to laugh. And then immediately <laughs> after that, they said what you're saying about the Godfather, and I did the exact same thing to him, and he just kind of squished down in his seat. <laughs> I'm just like, ha, they got Man. you, Hans, and I'm like, oh no, they, they got me. <laughs> call, how dare they call us both out like this? <laughs> Greta, how did you know? Oh oh, Greta. Yeah, no, I they just cracked open the male mind and put it on display. Like genuinely, oh, I think perfect. So if you perfect. are a, a woman in a relationship with a man and you just kind of want an understanding of what the male mind is like, that probably yeah. is like the best place to go. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like my sister, I was talking to my sister about it. Uh, and she was like, Oh, the Ken's costumes were horrible. Like after the the Ken's discover like patriarchy and i'm like no 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 no, claire that's amazing you don't understand if i could dress literally any way that i wanted to that is how i would dress if there were literally no pressure coat on yes gigantic fur coat every day yes i um she's like what it was like if there were zero social pressures if there were zero social pressures 
and I could dress literally however I wanted. That's what I would look like every I'll have day. To find, I'll have to find this ascended. I recently just stumbled across a video that was like bloopers slash like unused like improv, like, you know, outtakes yeah. from a movie. Yeah. And there's even more of that. Like there's so many <laughs> really? good just like dude dudes rock moments in these yeah. like deleted scenes. <laughs> I'm gonna have to pick that one up like when it comes you to have, Blu-ray just you to have to send that scenes. to me somehow. I'll I'll find it. Don't you worry. Now I know obviously, obviously, obviously the patriarchy is bad and the lesson from the barbie movie is not to like be like ken and like take over the dream house with the mojo doja casa house we respect women here also more horses more yeah honestly <laughs> more to be better with more horses <laughs> now a movie without any nice fun themes to dig into or talk about or how oh yeah a movie that learned none of these lessons oh my god oh. do you want to clap us in <laughs> sure <laughs> But you can't check your six. It's kind of like, you know, taking a screwdriver to a gunfight. What's happening? Just like old Tom, Tom. Aaron, I desperately <laughs> need to see you in a giant <laughs> puffy white fur coat. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. See, Hans, what you don't understand, he went into the Catholic faith, uh, Catholic faith as a priest. If he was an evangelical, you know, if he was a televangelist. Oh, yeah. You'd, be, you'd, see, you'd see him wearing that into his private jet every single day. I'll be preaching that prosperity gospel. Mm-hmm. Now, open your pocketbooks and feel so the Lord seed. take your money out. <laughs> uh, love oh of money God. is the root of all evils, so make sure to give it to me. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I didn't really expect this to take a turn of, of uh, taking stabs at televangelists, although they do You should always it. expect that. That's fair. What were we talking about? The Keeper. Uh, we're talking about The Keeper. The, the Keeper. Keeper. <laughs> although I maintain this movie, we've had a few Stephen Skull movies so far that like cr- like had the same name as a much better movie. They should have just called this one The Bodyguard. The whole time I'm watching this movie, I'm <laughs> oh, like, they should have called it The... Why is it The Keeper? No one ever says the word keeper in this movie he's they should call it the bodyguard why isn't this movie called the bodyguard well there's also the keeper starring david cross there's also the keeper starring dennis hopper uh there's the keepers starring Steven Gemma hoskins alumnus. oh you ruined it i was i was about to recap the storyline of the keeper from 2018 and then say oh wait that's the wrong movie oh i'm sorry or it's <laughs> <that's> okay <laughs> or or or, 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 to be funny, you could have recapped the plot of The Bodyguard, starring Kevin Costner and Whitney Houston, as a this movie. Because it's a lot closer to that. Yeah, it is. Oh, man. Okay. Are we ready? Yeah. The Keeper, from 2009, starring Stephen The Bodyguard Seagal. Starring Stephen Kevin Costner Seagal. This movie is two separate movies one of which takes place within the first 20 minutes of the film the second of which takes place within the last 20 minutes of the film and the well what is that about 50 minutes in the middle is nothing empty filler empty filler that's becoming a really um a really big theme very frustrating theme (laughs) really hard to sit through really hard to maintain the attention in the beginning, Seagal is a cop, and he is immediately, we, we open the movie to him being on the scene of a big bus with his partner, they fly into this apartment and shoot all the bad guys, and they look at this giant table filled with money, and Seagal calls it in to headquarters, and his partner goes, hey man, why are you doing that? There's two million dollars on this table, we could just take it, and Seagal says, man, I thought I knew you, and the guy says, ha ha ha, yeah, I was just joking, and Seagal goes, yeah, you were, and then his partner shoots him twice in the chest, and says, man, if you were just cool about this, we could have had all this money to ourselves, and made great lives for ourselves, and whatever, and it turns out Seagal's not actually dead, so... He goes to the hospital and his partner finds out that he's not actually dead and his partner goes to the hospital and tries to smother him and Seagal picks a gun out of the purse of his police chief, I guess, who visited him like 10 minutes before and shoots the guy. And it's this whole big thing about... She never comes up again, by the way. No, I'm going to be honest. I watched this movie earlier this afternoon i completely forgot about this part because it factors into the movie not at all like you start talking and i'm like oh yeah 
You probably thought that they just did Hard to Kill again. It's like, <laughs> yeah. You just, like, the first 20 minutes of this movie are just hard to kill, but, like, shorter. But yeah. that's the thing. It's like, but weirdly longer than it should be for something so inconsequential to the rest of the plot. Oh, it means if this nothing. Was the so well, that's, minutes, that's sure. That's why I'm going so far into it because this yeah. is very well fleshed out. You think this is going to be it's a like movie a about? I completely about, about corrupt this plot police. This Twenty minutes in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You think it's going to be a movie about corrupt police officers and this guy ruins Seagal's life or whatever, and he has to get back at him. But no, he just nope. shoots him in the hospital, and then he's on a road to recovery. So he gets re- he's forcibly retired from the police force because he's just then finished his like recovery. Like he 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 yeah, goes through this weird doing physical therapy and stuff. Yeah, he's going through physical therapy, and he's like they do this weird recovery montage that mm-hmm. very hard <laughs> to do. He was it's not so... stagging, stabbing himself with acupuncture needles and lighting them on fire in this one. And I was really upset. Like, did he forget it's about true. the flaming mugwort right. that he used in the 80s? He's just and lifting no. weights and throwing knives. Yeah. He just, every every morning he wakes up, takes pills, uh, puts the same ex- exact glass of water to his face, doesn't drink any water from the glass, slams it back down on the table, throws knives, rinse and repeat until he gets better at throwing knives and that's how you know he's done mm-hmm. with his recovery it's the worst thing in the world but in the midst of that it's like spliced into the recovery montage we have scenes un- entirely unrelated no yeah. background there's no nothing to tell you that we should know who these characters are you just see this guy training in a boxing ring and another guy an old man like watching over him with a smile like yeah go get him kid and it's it's you have no idea what it is or why you're seeing it there's absolutely it relates to nothing and uh, that's that the at that point i put down on my notes so it's like the is the first part of this movie just completely meaningless and it turns yep. out yes it is because after he is finished with his physical therapy he is fully 100% recovered then he gets a letter from the police department that says you're being forcibly retired for your in- yeah. injury <laughs> yeah and- you could have started the movie right there nothing would have changed <laughs> And and everything before that, you can completely forget. Everything I just said, you can forget it. You can erase it, it from matter. your mind because it doesn't matter. It never comes up again. The whole thing with like corrupt cops, the whole thing like, with the stolen money. The, there was like a thing where the guy threw a duffel bag full of cash out the window and said, I'll come back for you later. That doesn't come up again. Plant, no it's payoff. all gone. And like, which is so frustrating because, hey, spoiler for the rest of this podcast, that was way more interesting than everything it was. that comes after this. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it was, was just, it was also just like, on a technical level, made better. Yeah. Like, it had a yeah. pretty good lighting. Movie. And like, like they had a director that only got to shot shoot like 20 minutes of film. And then like, he left the project so they'd bring on another guy and they just completely pivoted. because It was like, it was like some up. student director who just like, really needed to get a 20 minute short film for his, <laughs> for like his resume. <laughs> And so he like snuck onto the project, did a 20 minute short film and then just like left and let everybody else make a different movie. Yeah. Like there was, there were like these scenes where like Seagal is like broken down and he's like, you can tell he's getting old and he's slowing down. He has to like deal with this except. And I was like, okay, maybe, maybe we're reaching a turning point in the Seagal career where like he has to come to terms with his age and like he's, he's slowing down now he can't be the action star he was in the past he's retired from the police department he's not just like kicked off or whatever like he's old and he retired like actually retired from the police department no none of that matters at all no actually nope you had like an interesting character in an interesting situation fighting police corruption whatever nope doesn't matter i was gonna say we've joked about this before whenever one of these movies like is just a movie and then changes to another movie yeah. 30 minutes in but it's not normally this like you can literally splice by the frame exactly yeah. what happens this time. <laughs> like normally it's like, oh, it kind of pivots and you're like, oh, that scene was one thing and the scene's another. This one is like in the scene, he gets the letter and the woman is like, hey, you're being forcibly retired. And he's like, oh, this is, I don't want to forcibly retire. And he gets a phone call like while he's complaining yes. <laughs> about being forcibly retired. The first nanosecond of the ringing of that phone we've entered the, the yep. new plot we're in a different completely movie. different movie like the phone ringing is the transition because it's this guy spoiler uh, sorry to steal you know, a bit of the recap you know one one second of the recap well the guy in the review of the first movie come down here <laughs> yeah, oh that's true and that movie ends and then the second <laughs> movie starts in media rest when the, this guy is saying hey i need you to come down here and help yeah. out or yeah. something 
And like that is just that's new movie. Yeah. It is like it has never been so perfectly clear cut when movie one ends and movie two begins within yeah. this one movie. It's such a it's it's, it's such amazing. a uh, a crisp, clean ending yep. to the first like this isn't like submerged or ticker where they had budget limitations or they only shot half of the movie or they kind of had to splice some things together to make it work no this was very clearly two entirely different movies <laughs> filmed at the same time for some reason and it doesn't make any sense so no. everything we just talked about put it out of your head doesn't, doesn't matter. matter we're yeah. starting <laughs> the only thing you have to remember is he can throw knives that is right literally but that the only, only thing comes that up over. one more time <laughs> Okay, it but that does, is more setup and payoff than we typically true. I guess it does have I'm watching payoff. this movie and I go, is this gonna be I don't want to get my hopes up. This seems like setup. Yeah, I've, I've been I've fooled been before. Fooled and then I go, oh payoff. That's true. Because most of the setup from that twenty minute short film doesn't come back. Like the the no, millions of dollars of sitting outside that apartment window. Nope. Yeah. None of nope. it. So aside from the fact that he can throw knives now after his his recovery montage, you can ignore everything we just said because we're officially starting movie number two, mm -hmm. which is objectively worse and so boring. And it's just a, 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 a so much filler. And it's the same garbage that we keep talking about over the past like three or four episodes where it's just nothing. It's it's the worst crime of all because it's just boring. It's not bad. It's not good. I mean, it is bad, but it's also not awful. It's just dull. Yeah, you know how movie one is 20 minutes, so it has to start right away, <laughs> yeah. and it's actually like things are happening. Movie two doesn't start for another no, like, 40 minutes. That's what I was saying. You have the, the last 20 minutes of the movie or when ac something actually finally That's happens. movie two. That's so you movie have like two. movie one, a really long intermission, <laughs> and then yeah. a very short movie. All right, yeah. so let's let's get into movie two, because it's the, the reason it doesn't matter that we've been like talking a lot of filler here is because there is a lot of filler and then you finally get to movie two and it's an entirely different plot line so Seagal gets a call from someone that he knew in his past who says my daughter <laughs> my daughter and her boyfriend who is this boxer that he's paying for his training my daughter was just kidnapped or it was an attempted kidnapping and they killed her bodyguard. I need you to become her bodyguard now. So he flies to Texas Keeper, yeah. and accepts the with a ton of guns. And they make a whole point of all how he brings all these guns and how he needs to have all of his guns with him. And which he, he agrees use, to be, by the way, which he doesn't use. <laughs> <laughs> and then he agrees to be this girl's bodyguard. Now, she is younger than him by a, a magnitude far too great to well, be acceptable. He knew her when she was he a knew child. Her when he, literally, was a child. so this like buddy who calls him in to be her bodyguard is about his same age, and he's there to protect his daughter. Literally, right. old enough to be her dad. Literally, I think there's a line in there that says he held her when she was a child or something like that. Yeah, it's it's it. And the only reason we see, you know, normally a bodyguard, whatever, that doesn't matter. But of course, because it's the Gaul movie, there's like romantic entanglement in there. Mm -hmm. Almost mm -hmm. it, 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 it skirts that yeah. line just close enough. There's, it's just weird. It's just enough to be. Yeah, like, it, to just it's be just off. enough to be really super creepy. It's it's just bad. So. <laughs> It's enough to be, did they intend for this to be slightly romantic, or did somebody just, like, very creepily try to write something innocent that comes across yeah. as, right. like, so lewd and listen they, this this <laughs> This girl, her dad is this wealthy, wealthy, her dad is this really wealthy oil man in Texas, so she just, like, goes to bars and clubs and dances no, no, and no. just needs protection. She goes to the exact same club. That's every night. Same one. Every, night. every like Saturday and Sunday and some Tuesdays. Yeah. And, and as soon as Seagal shows up, the first thing she says is, and she's like, so it's supposed to be really distraught because her body man, Jorge, her, her bodyguard, Jorge, was just killed. And she's like, yeah, that really sucks. But uh, now that you're here, I can leave the house, right? Great. So she shows this like resentment towards Seagal at first, but that very quickly turns around because the first night that he's bodyguarding her, there are these guys that are at the club that are trying to, I don't know, get into that situation and they get really handsy and Seagal beats the ever loving sh out of them. <laughs> 
and she falls in love with him because that's so nice of him to do that for her. Not that creeps and clubs shouldn't be <laughs> punched in the face and thrown out, but he like breaks their arms and legs and she swoons over it. Oh, it's ridiculous. Anyway. <laughs> Gross on several levels. After that, we fight. Uh, there's so much filler. Let's just, we'll just jump to the end because there's so much filler. She falls for him and says, I'm going to take him shopping. Don't know why. That was supposed to be some kind of pivotal scene. In the end, we find out out of freaking nowhere that uh, the old man, her dad, has oil land that they were trying to retap old oil wells and they found uranium? Yeah. In Texas? I don't know enough about the uranium. Pu- the purest uranium. I don't know enough about uranium to know if that's how that works, but it didn't sound right. And it was out of nowhere. There was no lead up to this in the movie. It was just that <laughs> this man owns the rights to land that has a crap load of uranium underneath it in the middle of Texas. So his biggest rival has been trying to kidnap his daughter so that he can force the guy to sell him the land and pay him $5 million in cash and diamonds. Very specific. So it's just a ransom thing. It's just a, it's stupid. And in the end, that ends up happening. They kidnap her. Seagal, or the the boyfriend that was the boxer, is working with the other guy, the enemy, and takes her away from Seagal, and then she gets kidnapped. And then they set up a sting, and there's a big shootout at the end. And for about 20 minutes, it's like kind of almost interesting, but that's because that's when the actual story happens, because yeah. everything leading up to it was nothing. Yeah. And that's it. There's the shootout, and the police show up at the end and arrest the bad guys, and that's that's the whole thing. It's... It, it, I... Uh, uh. So frustrating. It was so stupid. It was just such a monumentally stupid movie that consisted of two movies with about 50 minutes of filler in between. I can't even describe my frustration watching it today. <laughs> yep. No. Okay. So we were, you and I kind of had our little last week. We didn't really agree on the, uh, what was that movie called? Um, <laughs> we just talked about it five seconds ago. Um, <laughs> What's it called? Um, driven to kill. Driven to kill. Driven to kill. So you and I didn't agree oh on Driven to Kill. Oh my God. We very much agree on this. Because I watched that first movie and I'm like, okay. And then I realized that's not the movie I'm watching anymore. And I'm just thinking, wow, this is like they're putting up a big glowing neon sign that says girl will get kidnapped. And they make you wait a while for that sign to become true. I remember thinking, like, is she where is she is she gonna get kidnapped already? Like they're just kinda hanging out. They're just chilling, shooting the the shit. Like he's like, Oh, I, she's like, Oh, I remember this umbrella you got me from Siam. And he's like, Yeah. They don't call it Siam anymore. And she's like, Well, maybe we could go there together, like with you as, you know, my bodyguard, of course. It's that. It's that for 50 minutes, and it sucks. And it's her being like, ooh, I don't like my boxer boyfriend because he's a jerk. He's snorting coke off of strippers' butts. I don't like him. Like, I need a real man, but still kind of being with the guy. (laughs) Well, Seagal beats up, like, the guy's friends who are, like, weird and creepy. Which, until eventually, like, like, it's a, you can tell a movie is bad when I go, finally, she got kidnapped. (laughs) Oh, my God. Finally. It's rough. There was a lot more promise in that first twenty-minute movie than in the last twenty-minute movie, dude. I tell, I, I will tell you, I was actually excited. Yeah, I saw this. Things were happening. Things you were happening fool. so fast. You like the guy threw the bag of money fool. out the window. He said, "I'm going to come back for this later." Seagal was was already slipping into a coma. I was like, "This is going to be." A, a reasonably decent action movie and then it just you fool ended it just yeah. ended out and of also, nowhere <laughs> and then they it's not even just like it seemed interesting like you mentioned this earlier legitimately like it like 
the action scene is shot pretty well. Like, it's not no. amazing. It's not, no, like, but Oscar it's like, bait. But, like, it's, like, a pretty competently made movie. And then the rest, like, something. just has... And, like... Looks like it's filmed on a camcorder. And, like, none of the action scenes work at all. Because characters are just kind of shooting. And other random people are falling over. Like, no one's shooting at each other. Like, the rest of the movie is made... Not even just less interesting. It is made and less like, competent. That, it's cool. it is that just first a 20 minutes movie. was, like, an interesting take on Seagal as a... As an actor at this point in his career, mm-hmm. he was taken advantage of. Yeah, that doesn't happen. And then oh, it's and then oh, it's the same character. He's no, yeah, before. yeah. We saw Every a time. glimmer of time. what Seagal could be, and I was uh-huh. call him. Was, the yeah, he was man. the glimmer man <laughs> in this remake of Hard to Kill. And <laughs> it was I. There was so much promise there, and they just decided not. Nah! It's like like they they pulled the yeah. rug so hard yeah. they pull that rug harder than any rug and i'm just pulled. so mad at this movie for doing that to me although i will say the rest of the movie does do a couple things with seagal that i appreciated what are they what is, what is one yeah. seagal throws some kicks in this movie <laughs> like actual seagal not like it's not i think he's been like working out or something because he does some of his I own don't stunts so. in this i one. doubt it he does some of his own stunts in this one which was which was kind of that was crazy to see. And so I'm going to say something which is good and then put a gigantic caveat on it that makes it bad. <laughs> I think okay. this is the first time <laughs> in decades that I have seen Seagal smile in a movie. And they acknowledge it. Now, here's the thing that makes it bad, actually. <laughs> the reason he's smiling is because he's spending so much time with a woman who could be his daughter. <laughs> who who says can you take me as i am you know as my bodyguard yeah so like i <laughs> see worst. him he is capable of it there like this is the movie of showing like what seagal could be and they're just going psych i'll make it bad actually <laughs> never mind there could have been something good here and it like the movie goes out of its way to steal that from you. Hey, you know you want to know a very fun Seagal thing that we see all the time. Sure. That the movie. So this is something that happens in a lot of these movies. Like whenever they need to talk about like how cool and brave and yeah. tough he is. And normally I mm-hmm. like groan in the movie when they're like, "Oh, actually, you're like the most decorated CIA agent that ever lived." I kind of groan. But some of these movies, on the scale of like groan to a audible, <laughs> full throated. <laughs> you aimed at the movie this is firmly on that upper yes. end of the scale when he is recovering and the woman says like oh but you're so cool like you are literally the inspiration for every single person who has ever joined the SWAT team yeah. when it's like panning over his like plastic like elementary school trophies of how cool he is and she says you're the inspiration for every single person who's ever joined a SWAT team I like in my apartment by myself just said like you movie like i'm not dealing with this i'm not ready for this i deserve better than this and the character who says that that is what this the character movie who is. says that she comes on the screen i'm like yes. oh yes. this is gonna be like his partner who's like not only his partner yeah. but has to like yeah. kind of take care of him because he's getting old yeah. but he has all like this knowledge yeah. and skills and stuff and this is the scene where like she sees all of his he's trophies and she recognizes oh this yeah. guy like knows his stuff it's just his body is failing so i need to do like the active stuff but he has all the knowledge no, mm-hmm. she's mm-hmm. never mentioned again, nope. never comes nope. up again. He flies nope. to Texas, doesn't even think about her for the rest of the movie. That's the she's end. there to just be a kind of wo- female cardboard yeah. cutout who says, like, wow, you're so cool. And yep. then that's it. Every guy literally so, wants to be uh, you. Oh, my God. And then she so is awful. not mentioned at all. No one thinks about her. Nope. He doesn't even go back to wherever it was that the, his story started. He nope. just the, the the movie ends in Texas. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, um, similar to um last week with Driven to Kill, where he just doesn't have a Russian accent until he talks to his wife. He's just doing a kind of vaguely Seagal voice <laughs> until he moves to Texas, where he puts on a cowboy hat and has a Southern yeah. accent now. Like that doesn't come. His Southern accent pops up a full half hour into this movie. It just, it's so bad. <laughs> and he's like wearing the like bolos yeah. and a cowboy hat. And he's like, well, you know, I sure know a thing or two about being a bodyguard, a keeper. Sorry. No one knows as much as me. Partner. 
<laughs> oh, so I didn't take notes, but things are just popping in my head. You know how we've talked about this before when, like, he has information? Like, he's so cool that he has information that... When the movie does something that's supposed to make him look competent, but ends up actually making him look more yeah, incompetence. Right. Like in The Foreigner, when he knows that Dunois is going to betray him, he just like straight up saw Dunois saying, I'm going to betray Seagal. And then he gets still yeah. gets betrayed and just totally it happens. In this one, he like sees the bad guy approaching the boxer boyfriend and being like, hey, we want to kidnap her. And the boxer boyfriend's like, no. And then they're like, hey, we, we're going to kidnap her. You can't. And he's like. Okay, fine. I'll like drive her off so you can kidnap her. Seagal sees this happening. And so they're trying to show, like, oh, he's tailing them. Like, he knows what's going on. But then she gets kidnapped. <laughs> and he's still, ta- like, he's still tailing them. If he them. just happened to, yeah, if he happened to sense something was off and she got kidnapped, that'd be one thing. He sees the bad guy saying, we are going to kidnap her and then lets her get kidnapped. It's not we are going to kidnap her. He sees the boyfriend, the boxer, go talk to the bad guys. The bad guys threaten to cut his fingers off with a pair of shears mm-hmm. and they demonstrate how sharp the shears are by shearing a baby carrot, which you can snap those, in your hands. Those were not shears. That was a pair of pliers with like a wire stripper on the bottom. <laughs> like a little like okay. a little centimeter long wire stripper. Okay. Even that just in the middle of like this restaurant they're just yeah. like threatening Even, yeah. him with by cutting Even the worse. Yeah, so they're threatening him threatening to chop off his fingers by showing how powerful they are by chopping a baby carrot. <laughs> and he gives in and says, Okay, 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 I'll go get her for you to kidnap her. I will bring her to you. Seagal says, <laughs> mm, okay, that's some interesting information. Mm. Tails him. Mm. The guy goes back to the ranch, picks up the daughter. Seagal waits outside the front gate in his car. The guy goes in, picks up the daughter. He comes out and then goes to get her kidnapped. And Seagal just follows. <laughs> he doesn't intervene. He doesn't prevent it. He doesn't stop it. He doesn't even succeed when they get to where they're going. It's the stupidest thing in the world. Oh, I'm so mad. Thank you. It truly. Thank you. Because like he, the fact that he shows up and he's like, we're going to do things my way. (laughs) And the guy, the old man that called him is like, okay, you have complete latitude. Like, you know what you're doing. You, you have control over what's going to happen. So as soon as he said that, I'm like, oh, when she gets kidnapped, it's going to mean Seagal's like extra dumb because he showed up talking all this guff and like still lets the girl get kidnapped. And then it's even worse than I thought because he just watches her being prepared to be kidnapped for like 10 minutes before she's kidnapped. No one ever doubts Seagal for anything ever. He he messes up many times throughout this movie and no one ever doubts him. Oh my God. Pretty much only No one ever says, you know what? Maybe Seagal, you don't know what you're doing. Like, oh. Or like the big cowboy oil baron guys never like, you messed up. You got my daughter kidnapped. You need to get her back now. Like, nope, never happens. Nope. Yeah, he's just like, oh, yes, of course, uh, Mr. Bodyguard, sir, Mr. Keeper, sir. Like, you know, of course, yes, we will give you whatever you need to get my daughter. Like, what? So mad. This movie sucked. It's so awful. It is very funny that a movie like this, that like the ransomers would typically like just demand cash or whatever. I find it funny that like what they're demanding is like the signing of a legal contract. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I don't know a lot about law. But I feel like once the guy gets his daughter back, he could go into a courtroom and say, I signed these papers under threat of my daughter being kidnapped. Is there something we can do about this? <laughs> he had this? a whole, there was a scene, he had a whole team of lawyers setting up the paperwork to like expedite the process of selling this land. Yeah. And there's like, there's, that's not how that works. Thing like, is, like that, that has a paper trail a million miles long that could be reversed. You know how within... kidnappers are normally anonymous and they're like, you leave a briefcase by a yeah. tree and then you leave so you never see us. This one, he's going to get his daughter back and then he's going to be like, yeah, it's that guy that like, did it. It's my neighbor one, that now yeah, owns, owns the my The know the guy. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know where he lives. It's where I used to live. He just made me sell it to him. Go get him, please. It's and like at the end they're so betrayed. They're like, wait a minute, half the pages are missing. These contracts are these are useless. <laughs> How is this supposed to work in the first place? That he's gonna like sell you this stuff, get his daughter back, and be like, well, well I guess okay, I don't have listen. my uranium mine anymore. Oh, I lost all my uranium in land, huh? That's crazy. Oh. Like, there's a reason I, most kidnappings, like, ha- they call and they do the spooky voice over the phone and they have you drop it off. Although, in this one, when the guy calls, uh, the bad guy that kidnapped the daughter, for some reason, is getting a sh- uh, shoulder massage from a naked yep. woman. <laughs> Thanks, movie. That's, Well, yeah. the, it's a Seagal movie. It hadn't hit his naked, it hadn't hit the, like, naked woman quota yet. I'm so no. mad. I'm just so mad right now. Yeah, I'm that so was um, Angela Serrano as 
apparently credited as Asian bare breast slash massage girl. Oh my god. If you are working on a movie and the casting sheet calls for that part, <laughs> think about what you're contributing <laughs> to. Think about what you're putting out into this, what you're helping to put out into this world. Uh, I will say, yeah. I think like the one thing that I do like about this movie is his Mexican sidekick. Oh, the like driver? Yeah. Yeah, he's chill. He has my favorite line in the movie, if I can say my favorite line early. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So he goes to the airport where Seagal flies here in a private jet. That's not really explained. I assume (laughs) that like the big oil baron guy got him the private jet, although he seems confused. Like Seagal seems confused as to how he got there, but whatever. So Manuelo picks him up in a limousine. uh, And as he's driving him to the oil baron's house, he's like, oh, so you're you're here in Texas for the first time. You know, are you here to visit your wife? (laughs) ex-wife kids you don't know about and he's, i he said i thought that wife was ex-wife future ex-wife yeah kids you don't know about yeah <laughs> that was a good line that was pretty quality but you know how there's like certain like established rules in filmmaking like you know the yeah. 180 rule or whatever like things that just you know best practices do you ever watch a movie and you encounter a rule that like i don't think they've ever had to spell that one out <laughs> but like that should be a pretty obvious rule <laughs> Mine would be don't have non-diegetic like soundtrack music playing in a scene where then the character specifically mentions the lack of music playing. <laughs> it's very weird for the it's it's confusing for the viewer when they're sitting in the car. There is like music playing just on the soundtrack, and Seagal is just like, yeah, and the guy's whistling, and Seagal's like, yeah, who needs a radio when you've got your like you know whistling yeah. a folk song? And I'm like. Why would you have a song playing in the soundtrack and then have Seagal talk about how the <laughs> yeah, no music is playing? Like it, it feels weird. I didn't think they had to spell that one out. <laughs> I don't even know what you would call that rule. I I don't know, but I don't know if I have a favorite line. I didn't take notes on this one. I don't know if I remember any lines enough to have a. I guess my favorite line probably is like you inspired like every single guy who went into <laughs> the, the swap force. Either that one or just like the awful, like the first truly terrible, cringeworthy um, exchange that Skull and the daughter have when he's like, wear this necklace. And she's like, no, it's ugly. And he's like, it's a tracker. So I'll always know where you are. And he's putting the necklace on and she's like, eh, that tickles. And Skull's like, Ugh. and she's like, what? You don't like women? And he's like, oh, oh my God. I like, what does he say? It's something like, I like some I women. Probably something real creepy. Like, it's not really an answer to yeah. what she said. That's something along those lines. That's it was awful. Just so it, it's that's so The whole thing is like I'm sitting there watching this movie, and it's it's like it's like being stabbed with pins as you're watching. It's like somebody just like pricking you every so often with a pin. Like oh oh oh, oh God, stop stop doing this to me. <laughs> I hate it. Oh, and like as soon as you're just like okay, well maybe this can just be like boring but fine, like boring but passable. You get stabbed by another one of those pins. You're like, oh, what the fuck? Get that out. Ugh, gross. Um, oh, another another good thing, and this is like bare minimum good thing when they go it. So like, no. uh, Manuelo, the driver, no. the Mexican sidekick, his cousin, she knows some guys who can be like extra Mexican sidekicks for the final oh, shootout. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He just like recruits for yeah. people who have no lines. <laughs> who have no lines. It's so funny because one of my other favorite lines more. is uh, Seagal goes up to them and tries to like say hi to them in horrible Spanish. And uh, Manuela's like, oh yeah, they don't talk much. And then <laughs> you don't hear anything from them. But when they go to visit his cousin to like get her to give them the contact information for her brothers or whatever the church they go into that is actually a catholic church no bones about it that they've had they've <laughs> taken other churches and made them pose as catholic churches that was a genuine catholic church Gen- genuine you know, i wouldn't usually point that out if it weren't for the fact that they've messed it up in the past <laughs> i do have to say actually that after hearing the Spanish dub of a Steven Seagal movie. <laughs> I can tell you that Steven Seagal himself trying to speak, speak Spanish. Not nearly as good. <laughs> I don't know. I just really wish we got that first movie but longer. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That one could be like a, a solid like two star Skull movie. This one is one star, one and a half stars where you where I'm all at one on star. This. Absolutely one star. It's it's two movies, two 20 minute movies with 50 minutes of filler That's in between. True. It's so frustrating to watch it is at the very least 
a well no actually i can't even say at the very least it's a complete movie because it isn't it's I, like it's not quite as bad as ticker it's not spliced to hell and back with nonsense but it's it's just as bad as submerged for me like this one it if it doesn't take the number two spot it sits very comfortably at number three this was really? awful Wow. Oh, I'm not, absolutely. I'm not this is this is that it. far down for me. I'm not that negative on it. Just because I think that first 20 minutes was like some genuine filmmaking. I, it genuine. was, but the fact that they robbed us of that is that yeah. makes it worse. And for Seagal me, at least. does a couple of his own stunts in this one. They they're not big stunts, but he does jog around a little <laughs> bit and he throws a couple punches wow. and he, he wow. kicks a guy, which is much more physical activity than we've seen from him recently. Did he did he run in this one? I know he ran in the last one. He kind of like he, half, he speed walks speed in this walks. one. Do we count that? I I'm not gonna count it yeah. as a genuine Counts run. Or something counts for the bare minimum. Genuine run. Genuine. I'm actually I'm actually upset. I like found the entire script for this movie because I needed to find that quote that with the transponder that was awful. I got a little something <laughs> for you. Uh, uh listen i have plenty of necklaces listen you ain't got one like this you know why it's a transponder it's kind of ugly turn around you know what that means that means wherever you go i can find you yeah, that tickles what's the matter don't know what's the matter sorry <laughs> flip the <laughs> what's the matter <laughs> don't you like women i love women that's it that's the end of the that's it exchange. that's the whole thing <laughs> oh god that's awful gross terrible creepy hans do you have a quote <sighs> this is this is very much going to be a hansism but the only quote that stood out to me is not really a quote so much as it is a scene of the boxer boyfriend. He bought a brand new car and it's like this really fancy car. And he says to the girlfriend, like, you're not allowed to drive this. Only I can drive it, but you can touch it or something along those lines. Mm -hmm. Super weird and gross and stupid. But the car he bought is a Lexus, L <laughs> a Lexus SC430, which <laughs> was dubbed by Top Gear in 2013 to be the worst car in the history of the world. <laughs> <laughs> nice you know what i'll take that because that's that's a fun fact and that's better than any single yeah. quote from this movie there you go i like that one that's a good hansism thank you hans <laughs> what would you watch instead of this movie the bodyguard I've no never you can't take that it. one <laughs> oh, oh why did i let you go why did i help you go first? I've, ne I've never seen it i'd like to see it i think it would actually be a much much oh, much man. much much better better way to spend my time than having watched this movie before this call <laughs> watch there will be blood mm, okay Okay. Which is also Dang. about oil land and Dang, oil yes, man. That's some good ones. Actually, there. So when Ooh. he was talking about how the uh, the his oil field, they were trying to retap the oil field, and they found uranium. <laughs> Drainage. Drainage. It's <laughs> <laughs> all I could think about. I didn't think about it until just now, but you are a hundred percent right on that. You know I that's drink your milkshake. You know, that's probably why Aaron was slightly more positive on this movie, because if I watch a movie and it at all makes me think of There Will Be Blood, that probably would help bump that movie slightly towards the more positive side of things. Yeah. Because yeah. then I kind of have a little bit of the, you know, the contact high happiness from thinking about There Will Be Blood. Yeah, I'm giving this like one and a half stars, this whole movie. I'm giving it like one and a half stars. Oh, you know what? Wild Target would be a good oh, yeah. recommendation for this one. Yeah, Rupert oh. Grant. Ooh. Dang. Yeah. I, I <laughs> you did the when you first said it, you got the jowl thing going on <laughs> yeah. there that I didn't do. That was perfect. I just want to rewatch I Will Be Blood Now. My boy! I lost my <laughs> I abandoned my boy! I've abandoned my boy! <laughs> I'm I'm a regular Daniel Day Lewis. You can tell him I said that. Um Gone Girl? Uh, oh. Captain Phillips. Okay. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of other like hmm. kidnap movies. Uh, 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 10 Cloverfield Lane, actually. 10 Cloverfield Lane <laughs> oh. is a pretty fun one. Yeah, I don't know. That's, I, I, I mean, mine is Bodyguard. Sorry, Bodyguard. Kevin Costner, Winnie Houston. I, I don't care that Hans already took it. I'm taking Bodyguard, too. As, actually, do we have a rule that we can't say the same movie? If we do, I'm taking that back. I, I want to say Bodyguard. <laughs> let me have the, let me have Bodyguard. Let me have the Bodyguard. Fine, I guess. As long as we, we can share it. We can both share the Bodyguard. No, I'm, I'm good with you having that one. Okay. I gave a better oh, one. Oh, oh, thank you. Oh, I, I will treasure this <laughs> dearly. <laughs> you can have that one. I have a better one. <laughs> you could also, of course, do the classic. Anything would be better than this. 
anything would be better than this. Any, with the exception, I think I think I'm gonna finalize this one at number three in my rankings of the worst Seagal movies. Anything would be better than this, with the exception of Submerged and Ticker. Anything else, oh. anything else in the entire world would be better than this. <laughs> seal thumbs of up, getting a thumbs seal, up, from Zach. Seal of disapproval. <laughs> oh, like I should have. I would love to have stickers. <laughs> on seal of disapproval I'm, I, you're gonna need to buy like the keeper on like the keeper and ticker and submerged on like dvd or blu-ray or something just so you can get <laughs> in the apartment and slap that sticker right on there so someone can be like oh, oh you got a pretty solid movie terrible. collection wait what's this one and then they pull it out and they see that it's like the nintendo it's gold the seal but it's the down seal sticker. disapproval and it just has like a picture of you making like a frowny face and a thumbs down on it so you have to own this movie just so you can physically slap a, stick, a sticker of disapproval on to it <laughs> i would love that yeah you can buy that in our merch store <laughs> that you can uh, find on the patreon they hit up the patreon the hans sticker seal of disapproval what else would be in our fictional merch yeah store? all of our patreon subscribers uh all of our patreon patrons they're not subscribers they're patrons uh they get early access to new merch mm, yes <laughs> the one piece yeah, you get uh, thirty-seven minute early access to all new merch that's put up on the store. Other piece what of other, merch you can buy one of my VHS copies of Under Siege signed by me. <laughs> you can get a plush of Zach's head. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty big plush, so you know. Um, wait, you, wait. Uh, actually, I'm picturing like a VHS of Under Siege. I thought it was Under Siege Two that you have a VHS. No, I only have of. one copy of that on VHS. Um, you have picturing wait, like you have a little multiple build- copies of Under Siege. I'm picturing like a little build a bear version of each of us. Wait, hold on. <laughs> so and you like squeeze the hand, and like the Aaron one is just like that was actually a pretty realistic priest, you know. <laughs> the Hans one, you like squeeze a little hand, and you just like what, 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 excuse me. <laughs> And you have the Zach one. He just gives a hand. And he just says, "I don't know, some dumb shit that doesn't matter." That's <laughs> well, that's uh, pretty spot on. It's worth mentioning. <laughs> it's, worth- <laughs> it's worth mentioning. <laughs> well, and, we gotta, I'm sorry. I don't mean I to interrupt. That, <laughs> it just rotates through them. I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt that because that's pure gold. Everything you just said, but I need to revisit that you have multiple vhs copies of under siege is that what you're telling me yeah i went to uh like a used video like record store and i like saw one they had under siege and under siege 2 and i'm like oh okay cool yeah i'll pick those up sure uh-huh. and then i got home and like i would like let me set these vhs tapes next to my other vhs tapes and i realized there was already a copy of under siege <laughs> sitting there in my home so it has a friend it has a twin now <laughs> Um, I currently, wow. uh, I don't have any Seagal DVDs or Blu-rays. I currently have Under Siege, Under Siege, Under Siege 2, and The Patriot on VHS. Because I was at a store and they had Under Siege. I wasn't surprised. I'm like, okay, sure. Yeah, whatever. They had The Patriot. I'm like, okay. VHS. I gotta grab that because what are the chances of that, huh? Yeah. How many copies of that were actually ever made? Right? There can't be many left. They're not. Those no. bad boys are not getting popped into my VHS player anytime soon, but I have them. That's what matters. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I mean, they might have been sitting next to a magnet for the last 20 years. God, I hope. You know what would be, more, you know what would be you... more useful to me than a VHS tape of, a, of any Stephen Skull movie? A blank VHS tape. Because I can record whatever I want onto a blank VHS tape. Have you checked to see if they were rewound before <laughs> before they were put away for the last time? I don't know if they uh, were ever. Unwound. I don't. Yeah, I don't think they were ever played. Those bra- those babies are probably mints. Although I did uh, earlier this week, I put I, I have a copy of Monster. Like a lot of the VHS tips, like I bought more recently as an adult. So like you know, yeah. I just like, started off. I'm like, oh, maybe it's around, maybe it's not. You know, whatever. Like I've just bought it in the last couple of years, but I have like still the copy of Monsters Inc. that we had when we were kids on like VHS, and I popped it in, whoa, and it started whoa. playing like at the credits. And so that made me think about like That's how like a time capsule of, of the last time you watched it. Right. That like I'm just like, oh, I watched oh. this at some point. I got to the like the end credits here, like we stopped it, and like we know we didn't rewind or whatever. But it like wow. if we had rewound it, if I just watched it, like that's still true. I still watch it the same number of times. But because it started at the credits, it made me consciously think about like 
I played this movie in a VHS player for a last time, and I did not know at that time it was the last time. Like, uh, there was, like, I know I watched this multiple times. And I'm like, there was a time, like, I just popped it out, and I, I didn't know it then, but that would be the last time I'd ever watch, like, Monsters, Inc. on VHS, and I almost cried. It was a wow. truly, like, weird moment in, like, you know, physical media collection. Um, yeah, yeah. But that is, like, the exact polar opposite of the Stephen Skull movies that I own on VHS. <laughs> I am, I feel negative emotions in relation to the existence of those things. Like, whatever, like the, whatever the, um, the concentrated emotion is of, like, realizing that your childhood slipped by you and, like, is gone forever and you didn't know it at the time, Steven Seagal yeah. is, like, over here. They're <laughs> so far from each other. That's like resentment towards the, you're, you're thinking about your childhood. <laughs> like if you, then you look at those, you look at those VHS tapes and you're like, I hate you. Like, I don't know why, a, but I hate you. If there's like a color wheel where you could chart out like kind of these vague, hard to describe pin down emotions, those would be complementary to one another. They would be like on opposite ends, but <laughs> there would be a complementary color scheme that still doesn't work as a color scheme. They'd look ugly next to each other. <laughs> That's a thing. No, that exists. But the, it's called the emotion wheel. So they're on the emotion wheel, but it's not just they're opposite yeah. from each other. They actively like do not work with each other. They hate each other. Wow. One only one can survive. <laughs> so find out. So tune in next week to find out if Steven Seagal wins and my childhood dies, or if my childhood <laughs> uh, joy wins out. Because um, that's what he's he's Steven the keeper, the bodyguard Seagal. He is uh, killing us all from the inside. Me maybe more than others. I don't know. It's a really dark note to end on there. Whoa. 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 <laughs> what are we watching next week? Uh, I don't know. Oh, I feel weird now. This podcast made me feel feelings. Um, a Dangerous Man. The His fourth movie from 2009. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, it can only get better. a busy year, uh, huh? This is surely the peak. <laughs> For him and Keith David. Uh, <laughs> oh, <not> Keith. <sighs> a dangerous man. A dangerous man. man. That's barely even a wow. title, but cool. All right. You know what? what? I bet you it'll barely even be a movie. <laughs> Whose episode is this? I think it's mine. Hans, close this out. Yeah, close this out out here, please. What was this movie called? No, please. Please. <laughs> please get out the here. Bodyguard. The Bodyguard. Oh, this is The Keeper. <laughs> AKA the bodyguard. Hans, right. Hans, be my be my keeper. Get me out of here. Be my bodyguard. The keeper, more like the sleeper, because it's <laughs> so dull. <laughs> the problem is the sleeper actually kind of sounds cool. <laughs> the keeper, more like the bodyguard, because he's a bodyguard. <laughs> the keeper, more like the creeper. Oh my god. Oh, <laughs> Yep, yep. There it is. There it is. There Aaron it is. gets it this time. There it is. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. That means one of us has to die. Hey, I still was not paid my $50,000 for that bet I made several movies ago that a woman would inexplicably fall in love with Steven Seagal. Okay, but that's... Um, <laughs> that's a joke bet. That's not a... <laughs> <laughs>